So, well, usually here's the funny thing. Welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me, as always, are... Dan. Steve. Ward. Mike. Okay. Get off your phone, Ward. Excellent. (laughs) Professionalism. Get the fuck off your phone. So, we've actually... I think all of us have done some painting this week. And a lot of gaming, actually. And it wasn't me! Well, but you, all of us, you were involved. So <laughs> Mike's just a steady baseline of painting more than the rest of us. Yeah. Right. So without getting into the specifics as to why, because we're going to talk about that in a little bit, what have you guys painted in the last two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, four weeks for you. We'll start with you. How long, what have you painted in the last month since we've seen you on the podcast? Right, okay. Because I recently started working in a school and I'm subject to all of the pathogens that elementary kids have, I did very little. I painted a Vanguard. Ah. A single warjack. Gotcha. Single light warjack in the last month. Okay. Dan, how about yourself? Battle deck! And that's been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Tom. <laughs> okay, is that it? Well, you painted up your... No. You've got the I think you got more than one done, actually. Most of the yeah, there's, Most there's, of there's the two, including the, including the uh, catapult that needs, like, maybe an hour's worth of work. Um, that's two, I guess, for this episode. Cool. So I finished up the... Um, so half a lance. The Centurion. Half a lance. I guess was the one I And Battletech Talk, done for and the week. catapult. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm trying to think of what I painted because I actually painted a decent amount. I repainted a Wraith Guard because it's my test model, and I think some of you guys might have seen that in the blog post. Was that to replace the one that walked away from your table? No, I actually started another five, and I'm going to write a blog post on painting with an airbrush because the five, I'll show you guys after the episode, they're all done entirely with airbrush, and I actually think they're pretty sweet for never seeing a paintbrush on them. Cool. Um, Where is that? I want to find it. They're in the the middle cabinet. uh, Middle cabinet. That is not the middle. There you go. (laughs) Sorry, there's five. Yeah, the middle so ones. They're the ones with the white base. <laughs> no, I didn't realize there was five. So, so pick the third one from either end. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? So I was doing math with grade ones today, and that was actually a question. It's uh, like, I feel sorry circle, for those like, grade ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Circle the middle five of the seven. Like, that was a thing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And and here and I am. Did, did you did you get like an actual like, like gold star guide for like how you should be marking these tests? No, I just drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, finish those up all airbrush and the white is pretty cool because I actually think it's a Christmas white I've done and it's got pearl flake in it. I thought you said Christmas white. I yeah, thought it was Christmas, I also white. Christmas crispest, white. like most crisp. Most it crispy. needs a little bit more green to be a little bit more. Crisp. Yeah, it does need more of that. It's not minty. I could do I could do all <laughs> the gems with crispy. I could do all the gems and dark angels green and have Christmas guard. Would be the best. That would be pretty awesome. Actually, I was at a uh, a bowling alley the other day, and the only Weird Al song they had was Christmas at Ground Zero. That's really <laughs> obscure and weird. Uh, that was the only Weird Al song, or the only song that... <laughs> okay, oh, <laughs> let me finish my painting. Let me finish my painting. So I got only those Wraith Guard done, got an arm on a Wraith Knight done, because I'm rearming my Wraith Knight. Ah. Yeah, no more Sun Cannon going to uh, uh, Heavy D. Heavy D cannons. Nice. It's all about the D. Uh, it's all about, <laughs> all the D. about the heavy D. And then, 
I painted up an infinity model. I painted up a reverend healer. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I think that one's posted. My favorite part is the base. Yep. <laughs> oh. The basing scheme is Im- immaculate. Very, it's in a high tech city. They have very, very black smooth trim, asphalt. Way too literally. They have very. There's a rock on the base. It's based. <laughs> She's standing on it. It's part of her sculpt. Let's move on. <laughs> Ward, you painted. Do we talk about this now or later? Well, no, later. We'll, no. We'll what talk you paint? that you painted, not the surrounding. Yes. Anything, but just what did you paint? I actually painted some Drop Zone Commander. I have to return. I also painted Drop Zone Commander. I painted up the Fire Drake. Oh, you remember this time? And yes. you remember the name? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was the Fire. Is that the dark one in the in the cabinet? <clears throat> yeah, it looks like a flower. I think it's the only one that's actually center painted. cabinet. And funny Again. story, <laughs> I don't like it. I got this Again, it's the third time you painted something up and said you don't like it. And you want to in change that army? It. You just haven't decided on. No, nope, this is primer. <laughs> Are you yeah, dumb? It's, it's done. It's he the one he doesn't know middle and he doesn't know colors. Are all those Good empty beers by I'm Tom Hiss? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I like the progression. It looks very organic, and that's what it was going for. But it also looks very drab and dull. You know what? I think I'd like it a lot more if it wasn't for Sparkle Sparkle on top of Rust. Yeah, I think I think that's what kills it for me. From a distance, it really looks organic and flowery. And from up close, it looks sparkle, sparkle. It looks, it looks, I don't like it up close. Anyways, moving on. Sparkle. I need to figure this out later. This is for, this is for another day. And my, yeah, it, Tom is hovering my fire drake near the mic, so all you should probably be able to hear that, I'm assuming. Mm, yeah, you can maybe hear you can smell it too. You can hear its colors yeah. if you have synesthesia. Uh, Mike, how about yourself? Uh, let's see, what did I do? I uh, finished off uh, the uh, heavy helix for uh, Planetfall. I nice. uh, also painted up Thankful and Blow, Bone Ripper. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed painting it. If you up. haven't seen the photos on the Facebook page, just check it out. It's really well done. Yeah, and uh, I'm working on a bunch of other stuff that's on the go, but I got the base coats done and stuff like that. Progress so, week, not yeah. a finishing week. Yeah, yeah, but okay. I mean, the Bone Ripper and Thankful is actually a huge model. It was, there's a lot of work that got thrown into that. Actually. I mean, he's not Rat Ogre size anymore? No, no, he's actually uh, almost as tall as the Vermin Lord. Really, actually? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And no cool. whatsoever. Slightly more beefy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this is going to be the first time in a very long time that I'm going to talk about how Games Workshop released something that makes me so very <laughs> happy to the core of my being. Because it kind of checks off everything I love about Games Workshop and the hobby. And that is... Okay, this is going to be shut up and take my money right here. Because just before this podcast... I told them to shut up and take my money because of Snotling Fling. It is 3D Angry Birds where you basically have a Doom Diver and shoot Snotlings at men at arms from the Empire. They're in a house. State troops. Yeah, they're in like a barricaded mansion house thing and you blow it up like an Angry Birds. Things fall apart. 3D Angry Birds with goblins. Totally 3D. So not only do you have declination and inclination... You can traverse left and right. Do you have Coriolis mm. effect at long Ooh, range? Oh, you should. Co- wait, what effect? <laughs> Coriolis effect. Oh, okay. Like this That's not what I heard. Well, I don't know what he thought I said. I'm confused. Uh, moving on. on. <laughs> Anyways, that is actually a surprisingly fun game. Uh, and <laughs> How did you get something dirty out of Coriolis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, all right. I got it. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 There. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I hope. All right. I hope the mic picked that. This is okay. why. I if you turn your mic right then and there, you might have heard. What okay, I said. kitties, <laughs> turn off the microphone or turn off your sound for a second. I heard areolas. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the areola effect would be something you'd have to compensate for. <laughs> well, in the 3D plane, you know. Oh yeah. 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 Sure. Declination <laughs> inclination. <laughs> so, so, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Derail. Okay, uh, buy the game. It's fun. Is it, is it good? Is it? Does it have lots of depth? Is the storyline incredible? <laughs> Actually, the storyline is incredible. You because after every, <laughs> no, no seriously, after there's every, a story. After every level, there's actually a paragraph of text. <laughs> oh, really? And it's, it's like written in Orcish. Do you get narrative mode? Is that an option? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They don't speak it to you, but you oh. can read it. Oh, that's so. And you get some sweet uh, fantasy music in the background, too. <laughs> yeah, reusing for Warhammer Online, which makes like. sense. And you get to shoot dwarves now? Is that the level that you're on? Uh, apparently. I kind of had to axe it halfway through because we're podcasting now. <laughs> Otherwise, and, you'd still be playing. Yeah, and you'd be hearing this, like, amazing fantasy music in the background. <laughs> By amazing, you mean kind of shitty. <laughs> really shitty. Okay. <laughs> Dan, uh, what yeah, is but yours? That was, but that was a check in Tom's box. <laughs> Shitty fantasy music. Bam. I you mean. have no idea how many boxes that checks for me. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, so my shut up and take my money this week was um, the Green Man Designs um, Dynamic X-Wing Maneuver Templates Kickstarter. So those full-color, oh. crazy templates that have like, all the extra bonus tokens yep. and stuff like that. You jumped on on that? Yeah, so that ended just the other day. And he is, is that the one that's got like, clear plastic on the top? Felt bottoms. Were you talking about yeah, something? so it's got like the, yeah, the ones that like you the saw. crazy like star map looking textures and stuff on the templates. I kind of wish I had known that. Oh, they're so sexy. Well, there's still time for add-ons. You can modify an existing pledge. You just won't get all the free shit. He would not sell them to me at Las Vegas Open. Yeah, I he was actually he was actually following the rules of Kickstarter. Who knew? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's gonna be the one taking my money. That was uh, big. I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna go full on and get the like leather crazy custom carrying cases which are insanely cool but like more than double the cost of the pledge so how much would it be to get the gear uh the pledge level that i picked up was the one for the full set like the set of full color templates um as well as i don't know it was something crazy like a hundred tokens of like millions of different tokens of all the different ones you use throughout the game and that was for a hundred bucks so could you do an add-on to double that um yeah I think most of this, I think everything pretty much from that pledge is available as add-on. So it's something like something like forty dollars for the maneuver templates, and then tokens are about really thirty cents a token, or maybe a little less. Probably just the maneuver templates, but we'll talk later. Yeah, can, yeah what's let's, the let's deadline talk, for this? Let's talk later. Oh wait, yeah, this is not interesting to anyone other than us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve. Wow. So wow. I'm gonna go with a already already have shut up and spent my money since you did too, but mine was on Sunday. And it was to pick up the Infinity Operation Ice Storm. I've been looking at it for a while, talking about it, because there's a few models in there I really like. And they had one on a shelf, and it was total impulse buy. Did it, and I'm pretty happy because the models are sweet. That was me. Okay, Wardo. If everything goes according to plan, shut up and take my money is going to go to the Wet Coast GT tournament in the July. The Wet Coast. Wet Coast GT tournament. Oh, it's not a spelling mistake. No. Okay. <laughs> what the? <laughs> What the fuck is the Wet Coast GT? It's it's a gaming tournament out in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. Multiple game systems. So 
everything goes according to plan and things fall into the proper place, I probably will be going and playing in the X-Wing regional event that they get to host. What is it? When is it, sorry? Uh, July 3rd and 4th, I believe. Interesting. Canada Day. No, wait, that's That's America. Well, it's... (laughs) Whoops. Well, Canada Day is two days prior. Yeah. Yeah. Canada Day never seems to happen on a weekend. You know that July 4th is their holiday, though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Made a mistake. mistake. (laughs) Made a bit of a mistake. Yes, but but that's that's kind of the game plan. So first time that uh, I'll be able to attend like a big event, I kind of got a little bit jealous at Steve for going to the LVO. So now I want to go somewhere and play some. Well, we'll talk again about this after the podcast because it sounds like fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is kind of sad that like winter in Vegas is still probably nicer weather than Vancouver in summer. Or well, I guess it's July, be. so it's like one of the few <laughs> times a year where it's going to be dry. We'll only rain for ten minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, yeah. who's taking your money? Uh, Spartan's taking it again. Um, <laughs> That's a damn <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, You're actually just really uh, giving it to them, aren't you? Yeah, the Leviathans come out at the end of the month. You should just let them garnish your wages. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just take a cut? It's like just child, child support. Yeah. support. <laughs> to Spartan Except games. it's a bunch of British nerds. Just <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Thank so you, Mr. Sawada. We're eating today. Explain to me what... <laughs> Explain to me what the Leviathans are. Well, it's like dies. the big giant robots that come with each faction. And which game is this in? This is for Planetfall. Planet okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah, well, I wasn't uh, sure if they were like really big boats which or one, which ones are you buying? to go with your tiny boats. Well, Dystopian has Leviathans. No nope. class ships. Right? They have a named ship. Yeah. Don't that's called a Leviathan, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not a class. Yes. Yeah. Dreadnoughts. Although they, dreadnoughts. Were, they were talking about Leviathans and Firestorm for a long time. Yeah, that's the one. That's and they must have axed yeah. that in favor of Leviathans and Planetfall. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's I'm getting uh, the Dendrenzi and the... Uh, Terran? No, not the Terran. Uh, uh, the The, 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 the names we know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the faction I played for times. Oh, wow, why can't I remember that? Directorate. Yes, there we go. There you go. Directorate cool. and Dendrenzi. Okay, um... Well, that was really long and drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how we were all trying to like, oh, let me get in on your uh, show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We named this segment Shut Up and Take Our Money. <laughs> Collectively. Well, really. The uh, only time that I don't think we ever get in bo- on board is when Dan's talking about uh, Battletech. Everyone's like, okay, cool, Dan. Or Steve's over. talking about 40K. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, uh, no, I jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so on the topic of Shut Up and Take My Money, um, we did all participate in a pledge drive for one of the gamers in the States as part of the War Machine community. There's the Donator Paint. It's kind of like the ALS Bucket Challenge, except instead of dropping ice water on your head, you just paint a model. I like it a little more. Yeah. (laughs) More relevant to my interest. The basic premise behind this is that there was a a guy in one of the communities in the States who became, not, not diagnosed, but he became very ill and is currently going through batteries of tests that are all inconclusive to try and find out what's wrong with him. And it's dramatically impacted his life. So they did this uh, as kind of an awareness and fundraiser, both to try and get some money towards him to help him pay for his bills, but also he used to be a press ganger that was really heavily involved in promoting the hobby side of the games instead of just gaming. I think he was part of the Chain Attack podcast, was he not? Or uh, He's affiliated with them. Yes. Okay, not yeah. part of the podcast, but he's part of their community. He's one yes. of their press gangers. Yeah, okay. Quick, when you said promote the hobby, what commandment? Four. 
<laughs> Moving on. <laughs> wow. Uh, but no, so this is one of those things where if people are painting models because of him, he's excited. If people are donating money to help him out, it's great for him. It's kind of a win-win for the guy. For sure. Totally. Uh, so I was nominated by Brian Sin, or for those people on the interwebs that don't know him in person, it's Mr. Malorian. He does a whole bunch of battle report uh, and paint episodes, and he's probably got more videos on YouTube, on YouTube yeah. than any of the Kardashians. Uh, I'm Dude, on porn sure? sites. He puts out like three a week. If he, sex tapes? Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve just said porn. So. Okay, good to know that there's Mr. Malorian sex tapes. Do not, do not go to RedTube and type that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one of these episodes. Although this is the first time we've had all five of us in actually quite a while. Yeah. So. Mm, cheers. Uh, no, anyways. Nominated by Brian. His last name is Sin. <laughs> that does sound like oh. a porn star name. Just can't let it go, Katie, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Nominated by Brian. So I brought it upon myself to involve the rest of the podcast. And so far... Both Ward and Steve have actually come up to the plate and finished it. Mm-hmm. Steve involved Mike back into it. Mm-hmm. And, Dan, you should be done tomorrow. Yeah, depending on how early we wrap up tonight, there's a chance I can finish tonight. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to throw some challenges out later when we talk about mine. Well, you got to do a separate video for that. Oh, all right. Yeah, I will mention, all- though, that if anybody doesn't watch the video, you finished up your dropships for the challenge. And I finished up the Reverend Healer. And you finished up... The Vanguard! Because I can't remember its name because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> weird chick with cleavage inappropriately for a religious figure. It's weird. That's not the Vanguard. The Vanguard's oh. a warjack. I yeah. got confused with Steve's painting. <laughs> so you don't care about either thing. <laughs> I was so that's, too, that's acceptable. I was too busy thinking about my catapult. <laughs> Dan's too, bad, too busy giving a fuck about battle tech. What I love is Dan's fantasizing about the catapult, <laughs> and I painted up like a female figure does not care about the female figure whatsoever. <laughs> All about robots in space. <laughs> or on planets. Preferably on planets. That's true. Yeah. On planets. It's safe. Exactly. Um, so anyways, it's a really great thing, so keep your eyes open for... I'm imagining it's going to have a little bit more traction. And hopefully goes outside of just the War Should Machine Should we throw out challenges right now, on air? Well... Because I've got mine. You can, go ahead, but you will have to do it again later. Oh, I definitely will. Listen. All right, Steve, oh, go ahead. Okay, definitely okay, will do the video. Sure we don't double up here. I'm going to throw out a painting challenge to David Rowland. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. And my other challenge already was Mike. So. Yeah, yeah. And you, you do get one more. Year, the last two. person in there, I haven't forgot, don't worry. Dale Nisbet, finish a model. Oh. He's got he's got everything to tabletop ready, but I don't think he's finished a model. This is your challenge to finish a single model. You got three days. Okay, okay hold on. No, this is why this is flawed. Oh no no no! Because we don't put a video. We don't post this. So by the time this actually yes. goes up, he should be done. And he will because I think we're playing a game on the day this goes up. So I will let him know tonight. Okay, so and this is really play. an exercise in futility. This is a stupid thing to do. But I like it. No, uh, my, mine is going to be issued from the start date will, will be when we air this, so the Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So are you going to say who it is? Or are you just oh, yeah, leave I'll us go, waiting? I didn't know if Steve was done already. Oh, should we one. should we start this on Saturday? Should we keep it quiet and post everything on Saturday when the episode I think so, up? yes. Yeah, okay, 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 that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. How we at least give them comes. Sunday to try and get one day of painting in? <laughs> yeah. Gives them some time. So my it was my, Dan posted on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a Tuesday. That's happened before. <laughs> so my three nominations are going to be J 
Jay Griffiths. Oh, oh, I like that. I like the world's that. in conflict. That's world's his blog. Conflict. I don't think he's going to really have trouble with this. Check out his blog, by the way. But I just want to include him. Yep. Um, Phil Harlos. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay. He's going to be number two. And then number three. And you got to use an actual paintbrush on some part of the model, Phil. Not all airbrush. Not all airbrush. Says the man who was just bragging about how he painted models <laughs> with nothing but an airbrush. Actually, the Reverend Healer was nothing but paintbrush because I wanted to make a point of that. I've been using airbrush a lot lately, and oh my god, I just spoke god that lime juice in my eye. That is <laughs> it's, deadly. It's dangerous. <laughs> and then number three <laughs> is lime juice. No. <laughs> Fucking lime juice. Paint a model. Number three, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna nominate Chris Demule. He listens oh, yeah. to the podcast. He won the Necron Army, so this will hopefully motivate him to paint something. In addition to that army or something, else. I played so. him in my last game at uh, out of the basement. Good guy, yeah. played Dark Angels. Yeah, so he's, gotta finish he's gonna be my third choice. And Mike's not done yet. No, Mike hasn't finished his challenge. Well, Mike's I, yeah, I, I got it today, and I haven't even no, had you don't to get do it. Not remember, yet. Saturday. You have to now. finish. Yeah, so you can finish your projects you're working on, and then you start a model on Saturday. Saturday. Okay, I'm okay with that. that yeah. that's, I was going, yeah. dude. You, I got so much on my paintboard right now. I can't Are you in? ProvostCon this yeah. weekend. Yeah, I am. That, that's why oh. I got to get this done before then because oh. it's against Barnaby. <laughs> Wait, who all's not going? Because I'm going. I can't make it. Are, are you going? Are you going? I haven't confirmed any plans. I was an eternal maybe. Yeah, I'm a maybe too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about this. You can okay. call me maybe. Because I wanted to take Friday <laughs> off work to facilitate this whole thing, but somebody else had already, like, months in advance apparently, taken the Friday off work. So Well, actually, there's a couple call of us going down Saturday morning. Call in with Gonna Surf the Hapa Herpalades. But, uh, <laughs> no. Fuck, sounds, okay, sorry. This is not podcasting material. Moving on. <laughs> we'll talk about this later again with all of our other things. Okay. So let's and plan for events that will have already happened by the time we can the put this in airs. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> show notes. Now, moving on to my least favorite topic ever Steve Talks 40K. Yay! <laughs> Uh, I force everybody to listen to this because, or let me talk, because it's Harlequin release time of the year, or of the last 20 years. Decade. Maybe might be the case. No, they had a model kit in the last... 93. No. They had those other ones that came out in the last couple, like, 10 years. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. They did come out in 2008 with a unit entry in uh, the Eldar Codex, but the last time they had their own individual codex, I think, was second ed, like, 93 or something like that. It's almost been 20 years since they've had their, had their own army. But um, I'm super excited about it. The reason that I'm so excited about the Harlequins is because I think they're a complete departure from anything we've seen in 40k before. They are the, I'd say even more so than Dark Eldar, the only army that has zero survivability. And what I mean by that is, yes, Dark Eldar have crappy armor and paper planes, but they have numbers. Same with orcs, same with guard. You have to kill tons of them to neuter the army. Whereas Harlequins are a unit of 12 is 250 points. So you don't get many, and you only have to kill 36 tough three, five up save models. This is not a hard thing to do. So the reason that I'm so excited about it is because you have to figure out a different way to play the game. You have to use their psychic powers or allies or something else that's completely asymmetric to anything you've seen in 40k before to make this a tournament winning kind of list. So my initial thoughts were to run them with Dark Eldar because you have the webway portals that you can use to bring them uh, onto the table and make the most of the psychic phase. Because if you start on the board and your opponent goes first, you don't get your psychic powers, you're done. 
That would be bad. Yeah, when you're thinking like <laughs> a single unit of Marines shooting at your guys on foot are probably going to kill half of a 250-point unit, and they're not going to be able to do anything back. You know, God forbid they have some like Thunderfire cannons or yeah. drop pods or something. Anything yeah. that can alpha strike them without psychic defense up is going to absolutely tear them apart. And there's a lot of lists that can do that. Like, I mean, basic Marines, even like your sort of Highlander soft Marine list is going to have a few drop pods, probably. Um, so it's kind of intense. Um, so yeah, the list that I'm running is going to have Dark Elder Allies with the Webway Portals. It's going to have a few Taloses, uh, two units of Taloses and one unit of Kronos to try and have an anchor to at least not die first turn and lose <laughs> it on the first turn by being tabled. It'll have, uh, a probably a couple units of grotesques for some more survivability and then the the two units of the cast of players which is uh unit of harlequins a death jester and a shadow seer so that would go with two homunculus in the uh covenant coterie detachment so that's the minus one leadership detachment shenanigans so with the death jester's cool rules where he can make you take a pinning check and then make you run away in the direction that he chooses like off the board there's a lot of leadership uh, manipulation there. Cool. So I think there's some survivability in the fact that I have these really tough Dark Elder units, and then I'm using um, the Harlequins as sort of an, a rock to smash the opponent. But I've actually not figured out the solution of how to make them survivable, and I do think that's going to be the key to making them a standalone army on their own that will actually function. And what my question to you guys is going to be, in other game systems... Do you see a faction or any sort of uh, army that is this different than anything else? That has to be played completely different. You have to think about it in a different fashion. The classic example, not so much in the last few editions, but um, for Warhammer Fantasy, it was for a long time the case with the Wood Elves, where they were, they were, I mean, a lot of people would call them like a 40k army in fantasy at the time, where that was mm-hmm. when they had... Tons of skirmishers, tons of 360-degree line-of-sight units, which Fantasy does not have. And, um, well, I think it technically does now. You have limited firing arcs, but your line-of-sight is whatever. But um, <laughs> at the time, right, like, it yeah. was a completely different um, We're talking 6th edition. Yeah. yeah. Like, going and back seventh, to those days. Honestly, 7th edition was probably the heyday for the Wood Elves. Okay. It was once you hit 8th where it became really problematic. And how did you... It's just because they play different. How did you make them not die all the time? Well, the reality is back in 7th, when you charge... You can walk backwards and keep shooting, for Well, starters. there was that, and then when you had small units of Warhammer charging, anything they killed wasn't swinging back. Yeah, you used to be able to clear your base and then not take any incoming attacks. And if you were charging, you were getting to attack first regardless of initiative, whereas now, with step-up, it's kind of nullified the versatility of a lot of these units, yeah, I'd agree where totally. they were really the glass cannons. Yeah, in fantasy, that's totally correct, and actually, that's kind of there's a parallel with these units of Harlequin. A lot of people are talking about running them in transports and running only six, because they, they hit so hard, you run them into a unit of ten marines, you want to kill nine and have them stick. So that you have that same sort of step up mentality. Like obviously the marine will still get to attack back, but but you don't get to. Shoot but if he them. kills one, yeah, it's you not still have five one. harlequins. Exactly, and you've got the ability to do some more damage. Now the thing is, is five harlequins enough against something that's not a tactical marine squad? Probably not. So a little different, but I think that's the same thing with the war dancers too, right? The war dancers back in seventh, if they hit something absolutely ridiculous, killy, like a character in a challenge. I would just start mulching you. Like Chaos uh, Warriors, they would have trouble against some of the Chosen stuff, wouldn't they? That was one of their things, not mistaken. Uh, not really back in the day, because they still had some pretty, some pretty versatile stuff going on, but currently, 
Yeah, they would charge in against Chaos Warriors and just die. Then maybe kill one. Especially because everything these days was run in horde formation, so they'd charge in, kill like five or six maybe, and it's like, oh, I take like 30 <laughs> strength five attacks back. I am so dead. <laughs> Hitting on fours, killing on twos. Yeah, I think, go. I think the fantasy situation is probably not the best comparison now with war dancers, because war dancers are... Yeah, they're hurting to try to make them work right now. Yeah, got different dances and stuff, but yeah, they're skirmishers in fantasy are they still operate by a very different, you know, you cannot play them the same way. But a lot of people haven't really necessarily figured out how to get around that and make them totally viable as a combat unit. So, Mike, what do you think about Shaltari and Drop Zone? Is that oh, yeah, no, that's, that's that that's the one that's really different because your your numbers are really low. But you can dance around a lot with them. There's a, they're really versatile in the way their movement works, and it is different from everybody else. Yeah, so, but doesn't no, Shaltari have really heavy infantry though? Yes, they have. Like, but it's yeah. you get like two stance compared to somebody else's three, cons- consistently, and they probably cost almost twice as much sometimes as uh, the firstborns are triple. Yeah, uh, okay. the cost of others. So what you're buying, yes, you're paying for, it, and yes, it's heavy, but. It's small numbers, and like I said, their gate system really changes how things work for their yeah. dispersing. Yeah, and I mean, in drop zone, infantry is so survivable unless you're knocking the building down that they're in. Uh, that That's kind of a moot point. doesn't matter what you bring. Um, it's more of the tools that you use to get things into position, which is kind mm-hmm. of like a, what I'm... It's sort of in a lot of ways like the Harlequins too, right? Where yeah. they, they hit so hard, they can they're, they do their job, it's just the tools that you need to get them in position, aka so, not dying. So put some Shaltari warp gates in your Harlequin <laughs> Yeah, that, you don't well, have the web ways, really. the problem. That's the web way, the difference. Although, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So one approach is find a way to deliver them uniquely. What about the approach of have something tougher and faster that's a more immediate threat? I actually thought about that. Um, one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is running... 36 on foot, like 12, or units of 12, but then you would run something ridiculous in front of them, and the the go-to argument right now is the Corpse Thief Claw from the Dark Eldar, which is five Taloses, uh, or Taloi, I guess it would be for plural, <laughs> <laughs> which are tough seven, three wounds, feel no pain, scout, so they're faster than the Harlequins on foot, mm, just because they're starting closer, um, but the Talos formation is a minimum 600-point investment, which means those 12-man uh, units of Harlequins are 12-man and lady. There's there's definitely some women in there. It's Eldar. You can't even tell. <laughs> can't even tell. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of the other argument, but I don't know if you have enough versatility in four units, honestly, to actually... MSU is so effective right now that I think that's one of the reasons why running all those Star Weavers and those small units of Harlequins makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that four-unit army in, like, Maelstrom missions would have a great time. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Any one of those units, if they hit full strength, pretty much anything in the game they're going to kill. I don't think there's much they, can, they can't they can take down. Okay, well, let's think about it a little bit differently. What can they ally with? So you've got, uh, you've got his battle brothers, so things that can actually join each other's units and characters you can put in there. You've got Eldar and Dark Eldar. That's it. Okay, well, let's say we don't care about joining units. We want a distraction. What are the other options? You can do any of the armies of the Imperium. Okay. Uh, Just take knights. So you could definitely do knights. That's an option as well. A single What about, like, centurion stars or any of that kind of stuff? Centurion star requires so many odds. It just depends. That's the kind of the thing is it depends on the tournament environment you play in. And up here, anybody that doesn't listen to us regularly, we play a lot of ITC events, so that sort of style. Two sources, 
So if you want to do a Centurion Star, you need to use Space Marine Centurions and then something else to make them amazing. Whether that's uh, um, Space Wolf, uh, Rune, or not Rune Priest, they're, they're equivalent chaplains. What's their name? Not the Wolf Priest. Wolf Priest. Or Wolf. No, Don't Wolf they Priest. They priest? get preferred enemy. Oh, preferred enemy. Preferred enemy. Yeah, okay. That's really good for Centurions, or whether it's Drago with Gate and all their craziness or Severn Moth. Or like um, Divination Psyker or something. Yeah, it's basically why would you take Harlequins in that list? Like, there's not really okay. a reason for it. But I, I know what you're saying. I actually thought about my knights for a while because a couple of knights. And because you already have them. Yeah, and the knights actually would be like, do I shoot at the crappy little harlequins coming at me or the knight? The downside with that, obviously, is that anybody who has anti-infantry weapons, they're not going to be distracted yeah. by the knights. They're going to have nothing but harlequins to shoot at. Mm-hmm. What so, yeah. about maybe going down the route of like a guard spam list? It's not a bad idea. There's actually a lot. Because then you're really field. forcing their anti-infantry to f- pick and choose. Are you yeah. dealing with the potential real number threat of the guardsmen or the harlequins. And guardsmen, I think I think Imperial Guard actually have a huge place right now because the number of small units they can spam that aren't worth... Like, shooting at a 50-point platoon, that is a waste of your time. But if you do that, you're not shooting at something that's probably going to be doing more damage. So that 50-point platoon is great in a Maelstrom objective because you've got orders that can make them run uh, that guaranteed distance. What is it? The 3-6 run? Um, I think guard would actually work well with them, but again, it's kind of like, what do you back up the Harlequins with? If their guard aren't coming towards you in a huge way, like I mean, conscript squads maybe. Well, and that's weird kind of to take like Ogrins or something, but if you're not battle brothering in a land raider, <laughs> yeah, delivery of Ogrins. how's that gonna work? <laughs> so, what about a war machine? Any comparisons to war machine? Well, I think what what we're kind of touching on here is the idea. Of diversity versus spam, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're putting them in a, situ- in a situation where... An old, old wooden ship. Yeah. Glad somebody said it. <laughs> yeah. Where the basic question is, are you giving them something that all of their weapons will be potentially viable, but you have a larger toolbox, versus taking more of a skew? Dad's laughing at toolbox. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, I agree. I agree with you saying, though, is... But you see that in War yeah. Machine, right? Where if you have a lot of the times, although admittedly because you do have the two-list format, you're able to do a little bit stronger skews in each of your list. So this isn't close to the two-list format, but this is probably one of my favorite things I've seen in a while. If you get a chance to read the Warlord traits in the Harlequin Codex, it's almost in some ways like having two lists. There are some crazy game changers in there, and it's almost worth putting your warlord as one of the troop leaders that's pretty squishy just to try and get one of those. Um, Like, one of them is at the end of the game, when the game is completely over and finished, before picking up your models, your warlord and his unit gets to move, shoot, and assault. How the hell does that work in a tournament? You game is over, you get to play one more turn. Even if time is called? I would imagine. What if they're dead? Well, then if they're dead, they don't get to do anything now. (laughs) Okay, the warlord and his unit don't get to do anything but there's some stuff but in there like... Yeah, but at that point, it's only one unit that's One going. unit. So... That's it. It's like five minutes or ten minutes. Or yeah. Another no. one that I like... And so they have three They have three warlord traits, I should say. Uh, they have light, twilight, and dark. And the dark is just a troll table. Like, uh, number six on the dark table is if your warlord is in a challenge and dies, roll a dice. Your opponent rolls a dice. If you roll higher or equal to, his warlord is dead. Didn't have to be in the challenge. 
<laughs> so just like random guy across the table can just die just troll don't challenge my troop master weird <laughs> no it, he can be in a transport dead it just says your warlord is removed from play mm-hmm. <laughs> which i really think is hilarious because that is like nothing else does that the closest thing is lucas the trickster and that is only the model he's in a challenge with yeah, so Chaos Space Marines will love Harlequins. Oh, Don't even! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chaos Space Marines. There's so many good ones Good there, old must challenge. It's almost to the point where with the fact that if you take uh, uh, one of the Harlequin detachments where you can re-roll uh, your Warlord trait, and with those three different tables, you can really change the dynamic of one of those units the way it plays. Um, so it's not quite the Duelist format, but you're getting a hint of that. Okay, so I think what it... In my mind, what it comes down to is you need to start playtesting and seeing what you really, fundamentally, what that those Harlequins are lacking mm-hmm. and what's killing them, and then find the units that can kill the things that kill them quicker. <laughs> so basically, or, what you're saying is do better than your opponent, and you'll be okay. But you got to play like. no, but you got to playtest to find well, out totally, exactly what totally. that weakness is going to be. I agree because it's really hard to sit here and just say like, "Well, fuck, they're infantry." So, kill but that's all the my basilisks. point, though, right? Is they're so different. I think that's you're entirely right. You just gotta play some games and see what happens. Because holy shit, I have no idea how even to theory hammer this. Now, the one thing that I would tell you is that play into rough matchups. So, the one thing that I can kind of glean from Malifaux for this mm-hmm. is that I only really have one master right now that's enjoyable because gremlins are just never gonna get all their models. But what this is... <laughs> Didn't they just preview a weird gremlin chick with her boobs hanging out? Yeah, just because the picture's up doesn't mean we're ever gonna get her. True. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's not bitter at it all. No, not, no, bitter, but at not all. bitter. Here's the funny thing, though. It's reached a point where I'm actually doing really well in a lot of the events and casual play, where I think I've lost three games in 2014 because I always play the same master. Which which master? You mean do you 2015? Have? Well, no, all of 2014, and then which, I think I've lost one game in 2015. Which master wow. do you have? Sam Martif Jones. That's the one. Wow, I'm actually have. really impressed. I thought you made a mistake, and we're talking about just this year. <laughs> but that is a serious claim. No, That's I've awesome. only lost. With that master. Maybe once or twice in 2015, and then maybe like three or four times in 2014. Wow. We'll talk later. you got to show me your tricks. But the moral of the story <laughs> is, I've played him in, like, potentially shitty tricks. scenarios. Like, it's, it's not a good matchup for me. But you just, after getting the experience and getting the understanding of exactly what all of their real specific limitations are, mm-hmm. it's really beneficial. So I would almost recommend to you... Try them straight Harlequins, no allies, for about 10 to 20 games. That's a lot of models they got by. <laughs> Just to see, so you understand what they can do. I actually, Yeah, I agree. I would say the comparison for me would be Inner Sphere Mechs versus Clan Mechs. No! Okay, let it go. I was I'll the Inner Sphere, I would probably <laughs> lose to the Clan, become a Bondsman, work my way up through the ranks... And get to pilot a clan mech. That, that is an excellent strategy. So what you're saying is, whoever I lose to, I should just start playing that just, army. Just absolve myself into You can't beat him, join him. Yeah, exactly. Just become a bondsman. Yeah. Oh my god. Dan agrees. Yep. Okay, my segment's over. Moving on. <laughs> just challenge him to a trial of possession, and then trick him, and then you win. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah. You gotta cheat a little bit. But okay, before we finish the se- <laughs> segment... <laughs> I agree with you. I'm going to play a bunch of games. We're going to see what happens. You uh, agree with me. Fantastic. No, I agree with Tom Aww. playing a bunch of games, and I'm really excited to try my Dark Eldar as maybe allies that'll do something. Yeah. So, 
Fair Screw enough. you and then I, stop actually, talking you know about what? Battletech. I'm more excited about painting them. Oh, yeah, well, that's the reason why. Well, so many that. tiny checkers. Also, Ward, because fuck you, our next segment, moving out of Steve Talks About 40K, <laughs> is, and this is a PSA for all of you out there that are always the bridesmaid and never the bride. <laughs> yep. This is going to be the cure for Warditis. Mike... Warditis. What is Warditis? Warditis is simply this: you have played the same army so many times that people have seen it so many different ways that they go, "Oh yeah, that's a really nice painted army." Yeah. Oh, look at the one beside it. I like that one better. It is well painted, though. To oh be no, fair. I'm not saying it is a well painted word, but it could be ten you, times better than the next opponent. But you're losing. You're losing because you've tried to win with this army for the last twenty games, and it's only primer black. <laughs> oh, sorry, with a little bit of purple ink? <laughs> oh! oh! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but you'll notice that you don't see any dry brushing on my models. Oh! oh! Yeah, at least I don't have a coin d- disease after me. Right? <laughs> Holy shit, this got heavy really This quick. is serious. <laughs> okay, so the moral This is like a West Coast, here. East Coast rap. <laughs> <laughs> the the punchline here is... Really, what we're going to be talking about is how you can refurbish or repurpose or update your armies that you've used a bunch. Because maybe you just really love that army. Yeah, l- 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 let me retell you. Are there different yeah. armies? It could other be than really well painted. It could be painted better than anybody in the hall. But because they have seen it so often, they've become disillusioned by it and bored with it. And they move on and pick somebody else as a best painter. Habituation. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but that—that's basically what the problem is. <laughs> that was, I was like, you sounded very sassy with that. <laughs> I thought we do like West Coast, East Coast, <laughs> and you were the girl in the crowd. Like, what's going on there? Oh, oh God, Jesus! <laughs> Just yeah. had the hair whip. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. I think everybody here has been a victim of that to the, in their own opinion once or twice. I, I guess me more I'm than gonna, others. I'm gonna jump in with with Ward on this one and say we've all felt the pain of this. What do you guys think? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and use an example um, from my own experience. My mercenaries for War Machine are very diverse uh, in the models that you can bring, so I'm constantly striving to bring a different aesthetic and paint a new style of unit each time. So it's been really beneficial to keep changing my lists. I'm always playing mercenaries, but I'm adding in a new colossal, a new... Maybe this time I'm more pirate-heavy, this time I'm more dwarf-heavy. The nice thing for the War Machine system, too, is that because you have to bring two lists, is you typically bring more models. And even though you might not play that second list as often, if you throw in a new unit, it looks different when you're bringing your army to the brass post rotation. Right. But let's take a more specific 40k example for Steve. Um, and let's even talk about your Eldar, right? Stale so, much? <laughs> <laughs> no, but without without that value judgment, it's... No, well, actually, I, I, that value judgment is apt. I have models in that list that I still play as my tournament list that are more than 10 years old. Right, but the big thing is maybe one tournament you're going to bring all wraiths, another tournament you're going to bring all bikes, another tournament you're going to bring yeah. maybe some more aspect warriors. I and do there's think, things though, you that with do your to really list, that up. I agree. I think there's things with your list, though, that the difference between... Pirates or dwarves? I'm, is that right? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, um, their aesthetic is completely different, and their style can be one is on a boat. And Boats and hoes. <laughs> I don't know anything about these models, okay? Don't judge me. But you can go with more of that heavy oxidized, sort of under the sea 
to style weathering. <laughs> ba, ba, da, boom. With, with forks <laughs> or combs. Or, yeah, I'm not sure if you're going with um, Little Mermaid or Bioshock. <laughs> know what I'm talking about here? That would be an Why awesome can't mashup. It be both? Yeah, let's go. That would be an awesome. I'm mashup. talking about like Nihilic Oxide, that corroded steel, that kind of thing. Right. Although, keep in mind, I Whereas, do that on the dwarves as well. Really? Because stylistically. Because okay. yeah. I was going to say with with the Eldar, they're they're all from one craft world. They all have that super clean. Super polished. That's their jam. No, I do. Okay, yeah, absolutely. That's their jam. But, but you can jam. bring in different aspect warriors. You could go a little bit more heavily into howling banshees or striking scorpions. <laughs> Lol, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I you could. can. I like, could. This is one of those things where we're talking about this topic very aggressively from a hobby and a fluff standpoint, and not necessarily from bringing the hardest tournament list. Because I don't no, think... No, that's true. But that's a balance that a lot of people have exclusive. to... I would agree, but there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of overlap there. Do you want that theme list that's really nicely painted that's probably not going to do well in the tournament scene, or do you want to have a balance of all of it? Which is something I struggle with, because I like my race sort of theme list. But there happens to be a lot of wave serpents in there, because that's good. <laughs> and there's right. not a lot of other dedicated transport options in that army. That's... True. <laughs> you can take falcons. They're not dedicated. They're actually heavy support. Yeah, fair enough. So I'd have but to you lose range. And you guys are bulky, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they wouldn't even fit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. No, but I know what you're saying. When you can change out models um, that have a completely different look, it makes it a lot easier. So let's say you're playing Space Marines. So you can take... <laughs> honestly, uh, you could go more heavily into scouts. You could go more heavily into uh, just basic Marines. You could go... Tank heavy, you could go bike heavy. Oh, that's a good point. Like, there's things you can do to mix it up. There was, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, I remember seeing some armies that would just maybe have one new unit each time and getting really bored. Especially back when we had the conflicts, where it was kind of once a year there was the big tournament. If there was one new unit, it was like, why would you vote for this relative to someone that's bringing half a new army or an entirely new army? Yeah. And, um... I'd agree. When all other things are equal you're going to go for whatever is newer, right? Flasher, but, yeah. like, Let's just say, assuming all other things equal, because we get way too much into value judgments at this point. Yeah. So we can try to maybe take that off the table. Mike, you got something to say about this? Oh, I'm just going to be harsh. I'm going to be, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it right on the board. I'm going to say this. It's like, when we talk about Steve and his army, what's the first thing you do? Red Eldar. It's, it's, it, you could have new stuff. It could look beautiful. It's, and it does. It looks absolutely gorgeous. He could put all this work and effort into it. But because it's red, and because Steve has played his Eldar for the past five, six years consistently. Twelve. <laughs> okay, twelve years. They see you. They see the red Eldar. They don't stop long enough to look at the work you've done. That's what the problem is. Right, but you could. So you do need to do something. Yeah, yep, absolutely. No, but I you think need, you know what you're saying. Though. You need something that really brings them in. Brings it in. You need something to have them stop. Slightly going, darker hey, red warp spiders. Different. This is what the problem is. Lightest red. And it might be as much as darker you know what, purple? Steve. It's time to do a new craft world. It could be that harsh, or you could figure out some way to design it so you're drawing. But drawing, I'm gonna walk t- away and I'm terrified. Sam, I know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm being no, I honest. Agree. I actually do agree with you. Your, your painting skill is just really high. If you're gonna if you're gonna try and break the mold with a different craft world, don't necessarily pick Bieltan for the colorblind people because they're green and white. 
own Nathan. <laughs> yes, that was that was for Nathan, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, no, I agree with you. I was just but at the same respect, I want to tell you, like, it's not your paint skill that's the problem. It's just because everybody has associated you with red. I'm just glad. Well, same thing with Ward's Marines. I oh, agree. Yeah. Ah, damn it! I was just gonna I'm compliment gonna Mike. The blame. I was gonna compliment Mike on not blaming me. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually, I actually have uh, thought about starting Ibrasil. Okay, yeah, like I said, this is not to down gray your painting and style. T- uh, turquoise. Okay. Gray and I, turquoise is an amazing combination. Yes. A little bit of rust orange. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of purple for some gems. The gems. Let's all do an army that color now. Let's all do Ibrasil, and you can paint your Actually, army. funny story, that was the color scheme for my Dark Angels before I thought 40k was totally fucking stupid. It's a good thing, because you were playing Dark Angels, and mm. turns out to be, once again, they were the marines that didn't get all the other marine stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. GW just they have something against crossdressers. Like it's I'm gonna do that. They're just prejudiced. Name. Do what? Uh Crossdress? That, that Kickstarter finally came out, so I might use that uh, color scheme for my Hadros that I uh, took. Oh, over. the Kings of War or Wrath, Wrath of Kings. Wrath of Kings. Whatever. Yeah. Stupid armies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys USA. think about embellishing your current models? New I think you can, bro. I'm just saying it's it's really a fine line. You'd really have to change the feel of the, like the red. So here's here's one of the things. It's this it's the it's it's the big thing that you notice, right? I mean, like if you, if I was to go to your army, am I gonna notice the bases right away? No. Actually, I disagree. I think if you wanted a quick and easy way to make your army look dramatically different, would you, you say quick and them. quick and dirty? Yeah. Okay. Basically, no. <laughs> can be dirty, depending on how many weather. No, but are. that's the thing. If you want something that'll make your army dramatically shift, and Steve, you did this once. You switched over a lot of the bases for but your those are the dark elder. Or and yes, the dark elder, and that was the best thing I've ever done. Right? Yeah. But it's got to be drastic. Oh, like if, it has if, to you're be. Ju- if you're just dry brushing rocks, it went from the shittiest color. Tron bases to <laughs> brown, so it was good. I like the Tron personally, but anyway, <laughs> it's because you have horrible taste. Fuck, Tron is awesome. You take it that is back, pretty awesome. The soundtrack bitch. to Tron is awesome. Mm. The movie was still pretty sweet until it just this was just thing going on again. <laughs> it was the dude. It was the dude. It was he the was dude. the dude in Tron. In me, the whole movie was kind of like that one. Dream sequence he had with the bowling alley and the bike. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> just <laughs> more neon and Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the, that was the new Tron to me. But yeah, uh, that soundtrack. Is there a problem really with it. anything you just said? There's more. <laughs> Not neon at all. <laughs> Sorry. This is an awesome episode. This is an awesome episode. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch Tron right now. I watched it two days ago. Anyway, uh, I find though if you're doing the basing, it has to be drastic. Like you can't do. Again, dry brushing, like, a different brown on a base. Oh, God, no. No, it's got to go from, like, it has to change the mood. So you'd be going from a snow base to a city fight base to a desert base to a grassland base. Something extreme you will notice, for sure, right? So Especially if that ties into a new display board. Because having... Having a snowy display board with city fight guys on top after you rebase them wouldn't do you much good. I have a display board idea. That is the greatest thing ever. Oh, I saw your post. Just be quiet. No, 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 for the Harlequins. Oh. Didn't mention this. A stage and base them with the wooden plank timbers from the ships that I think you might have used, maybe, or is that balsa? That's all balsa. Okay, but there's a there's a resin-based company that makes timber planks, and you would have those. No, 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 no. Wooden better. stage. Better. Wooden better. stage? Way better. Harlequins, the display board is a clown car. <laughs> 
<laughs> that actually is pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. Just, just like an RC car painted like a rainbow. And just oh, and you can drive it around the tournament. <laughs> Magnetize all of them. To your next table. <laughs> it would be pretty fantastic. You would actually win so many best paintages on the fucking car. <laughs> okay, no, but this actually, that, that, that all jokes good. aside, novelty counts. It yes, does, absolutely. Does. So if, and, and color flash combinations, believe it or not, count for a lot. If you can draw yeah. somebody's eye to your... Your army, you, you, you've won half the battle right Yeah, there. like you have to look good from a distance and good up close. Yeah, but you, the distance draws them in. Your skill will keep them there. Is, yeah. is what yeah. you, what you good from far them. and good up close. <laughs> yeah, no, not far exactly, from pretty. That's exactly how that expression works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, No, but seriously, maybe if you, to the last event, you brought the army and they had a relatively simple display board and you had, your, let's say it's beautifully painted, but you didn't necessarily have any big show pieces or models to grab someone's attention and draw it right in. Maybe that's what you should focus on, are things that really jump out. Maybe a display board that really jumps out. And like we've said before, just do it right. Like, don't try to go swing for the fences and do a shitty job on an ornate, or, on an ornate board. Yeah, I agree. You've you, got to make every conscious decision. A well-done medium display board, or mediocre display board, is worth a lot more than an incredibly... Ornate, ornate board done terribly. Like it's it's huge how much that's worth. Yeah, and the other thing too is there was one Necron army uh, that, that's been out to a few events, and the guy's a good painter, uh, but they're Necrons, so they're kind of a limited models for what you can do. Yep. But he has the strobe light inside his monolith. Oh, lighting is a huge thing, and I so, would I would actually agree with that. Powered by play stuff, uh, add that to a display board. It doesn't have to be in a model. That's worth a oh, lot. You're talking like about it, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. And like, like, I'm not saying his hey, models aren't well-painted, because they are, but they're Necrons, so they're kind of a limited model of what you can do. But he's got something else to kick Absolutely. it Absolutely. Any monolith really that has cooler. the glowing insides is worth five monoliths. Like, it, it just, in terms of impressiveness... So this, this is the exchange rate? It, One glowing monolith? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how for to... For, like... So he's no, like the Rubles to well, British tell Pound. Me, tell me you're not... I'm not no, right. No, no, no. Okay, we're going to use you as an example. Oh, where yeah. I had my night here, and it was strobing out, and it was glowing, and your wife saw it, <laughs> and she immediately thought it was better, not because it was done better, she likes but because shiny things. it was shiny and it was things. flashing. She likes shiny things, that's true. She's like a raccoon. And apparently she's <laughs> bored with your work. But that oh, is yeah. a base, she's base also you can use to get it in, right? <laughs> Oh, that's... I never thought about it that way. Um, oh. uh, I'm not going to go there. Right. She, uh, she also probably... No, honestly, she's probably tired of me asking her, how's this look? Is this, is this a good paint job? And she's like, I don't give a fuck. Does this look okay to you? Please stop. Please stop talking to me. I don't care. That's my wife the same thing. She, asked, she actually told me the other day, she was like, when I ask you about jewelry, do you give a shit? And I was like... <laughs> That's very apt. That's fair. That's <laughs> totally acceptable. No, that's when you just lie your teeth and be like, yeah, of course I fucking care. <laughs> Can't tell the difference. Also, you can, but you can use that to your advantage, too. So if Mike was to have two different, like, nights and one, like, lit up and one not lit up, chances are people are going to try to shoot the one that's lit up. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Point. Okay, that's a topic mm, that's for a different time. That's the curse different of the newly painted model. That's oh, a thing. Yes, yeah. ties with that. So. But no. the point is, if it's lit up, it it doesn't matter if it's better. It automatically looks. It's what do you guys think about freehand? So, uh, it's a slippery slope. You can do freehand that makes things look amazing, and you can do freehand that ruins models. I've seen freehand that looks like 
a child did it with their offhand, and it is horrible. <laughs> so freehand is not an always automatic. If you're not, and, and the biggest rule of thumb is if you're not sure, keep it simple until you get really good at it, and then you can go more complicated. But simple freehand is the best way to start. Unfortunately, Don't. I do think having a little bit of a freehand in an army, just so you're, if you're, like if you're painting to a scoring system, a lot of the times freehand is one of the criteria. It does yeah. bump it up, yeah. No, no, absolutely. So like having some freehand, like if you have like a banner or like a heraldry on like a guy's shoulder pad or something, like checkers get you bonus points from so many people so quickly because most they're people hard. that have painted checkers know they're a pain in the ass. I, so they go, hey, those are well done checkers. You get points. My advice, though, would be to start small. Checker so if, yeah, that's if, what we're if, just if, saying. If, if you're doing that, like start on like a, like a captain or like a banner. Preferably a flat like surface until you get some practice. That too. If anybody's right? got a chance to take a look at the new Shadow Seer and the paint job GW's done on that, it has an inverse checker fade. Like the colors on one set of checkers changes at the top and then they change as they go down. Like they... Trade places, if that makes sense. So if so one, one person's looking at it, one's white to black. This is no, like no, original yeah. Star Trek. So it's, it's, no, it's like if one person's looking at it, they see it's like white no. and gold. <laughs> I was, I was and another person sees black and blue. I was just gonna say that white so. gold. Now you, you actually now you're looking see this. For it. All right, I'll take a look here. Oh, the stickers on the top of the head. Okay, so while Steve's <laughs> wasting podcast time, <laughs> okay, sweet. What else is it? But okay, yeah, that is really sweet. But so, I'll be honest, I don't think that's freehand. I think that's airbrush and masking. How did they mask that? I didn't say it'd be Stencils. easy masking. But if anybody wants to look, follow no, no, along no, no. with us, but you go to GW's even, site, take a look at the Shadow Series. It it it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> no one. But what <laughs> well, I'm saying you know what? Sure. <laughs> Anyways, you I could start that color, work it up oh, to a different color, and then you put the checkers on, black checkers on afterwards. You're meaning the head. That's how I would do it. Look at that fade. It changes colors with the that's yeah yeah blue you do that with the airbrush and then you do there. the black that's checkers. That's because there's an actual like, line. No, it's not. Yeah, arguing over anyway. how anyway. this model's done is amazing <laughs> podcasting. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. Very visual. So the point okay. is, if you want to make your army stand out again, good place to start is basing, display board, doing lighting. Not not novelty, yeah, the, but the, from a distance stuff, stuff would be step one because you got to get their attention first. And then you can wow them once they start looking more closely at your models. Um, other update things you can do that we didn't talk about is weathering. And this could be as simple as weathering pigments on their feet that matches the basing scheme, <coughs> all the way up to a little bit more. You could do some simple sponging around the edges of yeah, like shoulder pads. and the scratches and that mm -hmm. type of stuff. Or your shoulders or your back. Yeah. Um, Lower back. Or knees. <laughs> Too low. <laughs> uh, but these kinds of things are relatively simple. how bad your army is. What? Yeah, knees. exactly. If it's really bad, you want to do more on the knees. Knees and wrists. If, if, you, if, you're do, if you're doing the weathering powders and such, like a cautionary tale is to add more weathering powder than you think, because if you are... If you're varnishing them. If you're varnishing... If you're, varnishing, if you're, if you're not varnishing them, it's going to rub off. Yeah, it doesn't Unless matter. Unless you use Stop pigment weathering. fixer. Pigment fixer, which some of the companies make, you can just kind of like do a wash of it over top of the pigment, and it is stronger than fixing with alcohol, because alcohol doesn't really fix it. But like these, the fixer product itself... Gives you almost all the benefits of varnishing without fading it, like, insanely fading it. 
like the bar. Uh, yeah. If you just spray on like a tester's dull coat over top of a pigment, you lose like fifty percent of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you're having like, actually talent alone in a lot of cases. Away. Where do you get your fi- where did you uh, do? Secret Weapon Miniatures has Fixer, and I'm not okay. sure who else. All right, I'll, I'll take a look at that. I never, I never did know that was. Right. Yeah, that would be good because that makes it a lot less guesswork. Oh yeah, because it's always been make it really dark, really dark. Okay. Oh, it's I didn't do it dark enough. Damn it. And now yeah. it's gone and it doesn't or, anything. Okay. It's too dark, and holy shit, how the fuck do I fix this? <laughs> right. So we've got basing, we've got display boards, we've got some weathering, um, a little bit of freehand. Maybe it's something as simple as touch up your paint jobs. Like, maybe you rushed it while you were going, and there's some things you can go back and clean up a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely the fundamentals of actually go back and, you know, touch things up and maybe add a few more conversions or something. Like, no can I know one thing that you did, Steve. Um, and this is something that I don't think really helped you out locally, but I'm pretty sure it made a massive difference at the LVO, is you went back and added more transition in the color on your cat. Actually, yeah. Funny story, though. They, they mentioned that I should uh, do more gray transition on my blacks, and then they had a different paint judge this year, and he goes, yeah, I don't like those transitions to the blacks. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do those grays. You should just leave that solid black, because you have the blue gems that... <laughs> tee off on that nicely and they just look kind of dull in the grays. I was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> you have no idea how much work that was. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. But on the red, especially, yeah, they were totally airbrushed all the hulls. Yep. And that made a massive difference for how the army, for me anyways, looked. Yep, I would agree. Most armies will benefit from like a cleanup, just making like sharper edges, cleaning up like your like lines, that sort of thing. Especially so. if there's any wear and tear or damage on the models, like if a guy's arm glues off and you got little bits of super glue ink everywhere off. and stuff like that. Uh, you know what I mean, right? Like, like, Nurgle falls is falls the exception to all these rules. Sure. But. Chippy, <laughs> puke, throw up in your models with Nurgle and people will love it. If it smells bad, they'll be like, yeah. That's very Nurgle. appropriate. <laughs> so instead of like a brush lick, you like a taint brush uh, lick? Uh, <laughs> don't do that. I'm going to advise you guys not to do that because if you accidentally do a brush lick afterwards, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> Borderline pink eye scenario. <laughs> All right, this episode is totally off the rails, but we do have one more. Uh, well, are there any other last things? Oh, I guess we should. Um, there are as well um, ways to improve the army, like um, like the accessories that go along with the army. So having dice that thematically match. Because one thing that I dice. noticed particularly, like a lot of us locally are like we buy a lot of stuff from Chessex. You don't necessarily get the you know the custom logos that are you know copyrighted anymore. They can't do that anymore. They will not make those for you. You mean um, like the Omega symbol? Yeah, sure. It's totally just the Greek alphabet. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, but, it's not um, yeah. but yeah, so like you can't necessarily with the same ease get like logos on your dice or whatever, but if you're playing if you're playing with like a Black Templar's army, you have black, white, and red dice. No, if no, you're playing actually, with Iand, and you can have blue and yellow dice. That sort of stuff. Yeah, but for the Black Templars, they can't actually. Yeah, because the Maltese cross has been around Maltese for thousands cross. of years. So yes, absolutely. But but yeah, even if you don't go to that extent of spending X amount of dollars to get the custom dice, mm-hmm. if you just get like a Chessex cube or whatever in the in the colors that match your army, that goes a long way. Because watching the, yeah. watching some of the Twitch feeds of the LVO, because I wanted to see, like when I heard Jeff was on the final tables, I wanted to see if he was going to be on the feed, right? And a lot of those guys, they just had random hands, handfuls of different colored dice, completely different colors, completely different styles. A lot of them had like the logo, tournament logos and stuff like that etched on them. Whereas like when I play, I have like I have dice specifically for each of my armies that visually theme in. Yep. I heard that there were some awesome dice at the LVO. 
So there were hobby <laughs> night in Canada themed dice. <laughs> many people thrills. out there listening to this may have them. And hopefully sooner than later, many people more. Because I think we're getting a little bit closer to that it's, realm of... It's still hovering around that 80 cents for the conversion rate. It goes up a few cents, it goes down a few cents. It's hasn't maintained a lot of momentum. One day, one day it'll happen. One day we won't get viciously reamed by the exchange rate, and we will get affordable custom dice. Until then, there are also, like, playset tournaments. Just say, I want to play that guy, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, other than that, <laughs> a great just segue. kind of reiterating a little bit, there's the um, introducing new models, changing around your scheme. Maybe if you love that army a bunch, um, do a variation, like a different craft world, or uh, a different contract for mercenaries, or, or, or. I'm a big fan of repriming the army and then never touching it again. That is, that yeah, is, that is you. You are known for your priming. You are, he is the prime guy. <laughs> Those prime is that why the only army you ever finished was mostly black? Yes, pretty much. Oh, sh- no, 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 no. No, I had a, that was your I, stuff. I had a good Tomb Kings. No, that, that died in the car accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was, my car, my trunk got crushed and like that army just exploded. I actually, since I've, since that, I remember this, I do not put armies in the trunk for that reason, because it terrifies me. Yes. Yeah. It's a good call. I remember when Aaron Truman once handed me one of his Dark Eldar Raiders, and he was like, here, throw this in the trunk for me, and I literally <laughs> threw it in his trunk. <laughs> so not only do you throw the most fragile model in 40 Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you're I just asshole. threw his fully painted model into his car. He was not impressed. You're an asshole. This was a long time ago. Uh, it was so long ago, but it was fucking awesome. Truman, we love you. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, your friends. I had a the third at Dark Eldar. It's fine. I had, I had a, those are even worse than the current ones. They're more flimsy. Um, I had a great segue, something about our next segment. It was inappropriate and involving butts. Taint. We were talking about taints. Right. It brings us to our next segment. Gutsy or goatsy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like how Mike's getting more involved that, now. That has to be yeah. every episode. He now. still won't look at the pictures. No, dude. I tricked him once. Not, He's seen it once. Not yeah. that anybody should look at the pictures. No, you no, should. you really shouldn't. It opens you to a world of possibilities. No, <laughs> or mental scarring. Or multiple worlds. Um, oh, goat so this week's gutsy or goatsy is a is a, a fairly simple. Gutsy or Goatsy. Ward? Yes. You had the challenge to paint a single model. And Ward accepted. Was this Gutsy or Goatsy? Oh, 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 I know this one. (laughs) Everybody out there right now is going, this is fucking stupid, Gutsy or Goatsy. (laughs) He failed, for sure. (laughs) But as you might have listened to earlier in the podcast today... It was gutsy. I I passed. I survived. Last episode, Steve challenged me to a paint-off to paint a single model of Drop Zone Commander, and I successfully did it. And in doing so, I also did the Painter Donate Challenge for Tom. Actually, you painted three models. You did. I... Two of them, I still need a little bit of work. You have time on the Paint Challenge. You can finish that tomorrow. I do. I do have time for that, so I will finish those off. I begged and pleaded because the the challenge was if he finished the model, I wouldn't talk about 40k. Harlequins kind of made me uh, regret that decision. Regret that decision. <laughs> so for the next two episodes, a whole month, I will not talk about 40k. 
Yay! <laughs> I'm kind of excited. We should talk about a lot of 40k. Oh, and I'm very sad because I really wanted to see Ward's models get smashed with a hammer if we failed to paint them. We even I had the hammer we ready. Had the hammer it was the, ready. The hammer was here and prepped and ready, and I actually brought out an unpainted model to throw them off the trail. And they got excited and almost smashed it before I could actually show the... <laughs> okay, so we have a poll for you guys. I was really if tempted. If we ever do I this I had again. a moment of just being like, <clears throat> we're just going to fucking, like, entirely quiet, just grab it, just smash and give it back to you. No words exchanged. Here you right. go. But we need to know, if we ever do smash a model, what would be a better video for you guys? Smashing a model with a tiny hammer? Or smashing a model with a massive sledgehammer. Actually, before the podcast, we had a long debate about which one would be better. Yeah, so we'll put it out to you, the listener, to... I'm going to go with... Everybody's going to go with large hammer. More hilarious. And then we can play, we can play some Peter Gabriel in the background. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Nice. So yes, you were definitely gutsy. Did I not get goatsied. Yeah. I will. I will not talk 40k. So Mike gave me respect. Dan gave me a step on the road oh, to you're a little respect. Bit. Steve will not talk about 40k, and Tom was not involved. So you know what the best part about this is? You guys never mentioned anything about 30k. Bam! I can still talk Horace Heresy because there's rumors all the oh, time yeah. about them. <laughs> but we don't yeah. talk about rumors. Ooh, might not be rumors. It might be announced. It <laughs> may be fact. It might then. be fact in two weeks. GW is doing some crazy shit right now. That's true. They're, they're doing some crazy shit. Uh, like Snotling Fling. Oh, actually, I'm going to probably download that. I made a lot of fun of you for that, but it looks really fun. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I might have to do that. I'm kind of bored at work at some days, so. <laughs> wow. Just wow. I can't wait for the... Ward has requested your help on level 39 of Snotling Fling. <laughs> Please friend him on Facebook. I don't share any. I'm pretty sure it's not Candy Crush. Good. Because oh. I fucking hate that. That is horrible. Um, anyone else have any gutsy or goatsy moments? No. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot for next episode because I think the game plan is over the next two weeks is to play some Rebel Scum. Yes, we plan to play oh, many games of Star Wars. Just scum. Scum. Just Rebel scum. scum. We could play Rebels versus Scum. We could yeah. do Rebels versus Scum, so... Soap Scum? Mm. Sure. All the Scum. I played a bunch of games this weekend, but I do not have... You know what? Actually, I do have a gutsy or goatsy moment. Oh. Me and Mike played oh. a game of Drop Zone. Oh, right, right. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I actually didn't know I was winning. Um, <laughs> so my moment was... Should I run towards a building and hope to not get shot first and roll for initiative? And if I win initiative, I can put everybody in a building, and the, anybody in a building was worth triple victory points. If I could get them in there, they were alive. It just had a single transport. That was all that was left. If you blow that up, the gates, I can't get there. I'm just done. What do you think happened? Mike, I'm not going to ask you because you know. I or, know. I know. I was there. Yeah, well, you, right, you were there. Dan and Tom. <laughs> He's really short, though. So no, you left a little early. He's hard to see. No, no you right honestly. Okay, what do you think? What so gutsy or goatsy? For me, it's always going to be goatsy, just so I get to say goatsy. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. I, I, I like your style. Dan, Whereas, I like to committed. disagree with people, so I'm going to say gutsy. <laughs> oh, so we're split. Mike, what was it? It was oh, gutsy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the gutsy goatsy is split. Oh! oh get those fingers in there. Oh. Um... Mental scarring. <laughs> so, I think I it was in fact gutsy. Yeah, it was gutsy. But I also drew a command card that made it move, so it didn't really matter. I could deploy anyways. <laughs> oh. But 
It was it was kind it of was close. Movement. It was down to a couple of rules. Is what it oh, I was getting totally tabled by you and the fact that my infantry for Sheltari is worth so many more points than anything else I have. You yeah. had a lot of gates dying when I was here. Oh, it was so. brutal. I had I lost everything except for one Eden gate. That was it. Yeah. I was Nothing pretty much. effective in shutting them down in the area. Yeah, just again, Sheltari infantry carrying the day because they're fucking tanks. They're awesome. They are. They are really solid. So. Hmm. Okay, so that really covers most of our content, other than upcoming events. So the first one that comes to mind is ProvoCon, so we'll see a bunch of you there, and you'll hear this after we already say hi. And shake hands. And shake Yes. Just remember, Tom went to the bathroom before I shook your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we don't shake Tom's hand with that. <laughs> Again with that! <laughs> <laughs> there should be a decent number of us there, I think. Sassy. Very sad. Uh, Probocon, then what's next? Anybody got anything? Uh, well, after that, there is... Uh, there's a bunch all- of X-Wing events. Yeah, there's the on. All-Star Store Championships, I believe, the week after Probocon, so the 21st. Which is the same weekend as GrazCon. Mm, nope, no, never mind. GrazCon is in April. In- incorrect month. Yeah. Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. So, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I work that weekend, so I will not be able to make that, unless I take a holiday day. I don't know. Colin's sick to play X-Wing. They'll I never told know. you. That costs me a lot of money, though. Gone sick with half a Herpalades. <laughs> I don't have sick days. <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. a problem. But I only work six months out of the year, so... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Essentially, I get, like, half of a month off every month, so, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, X-Wing, <laughs> there's the All-Star one. Any other ones you can remember the dates of? Not off the top of my head. Slot... Well, then there this is... becomes the podcast of Out of the Basement and Onslaught. Well, yeah, but uh... <laughs> de facto. Yeah. Anyways, Onslaught. What weekend is that again? Onslaught is April 11th and 12th. Uh, if you're planning on playing 40k at the time of 11th this... and 12th. 11th and 12th. Yeah, you might need to sign up now. Oh, I've been telling people the wrong dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom. Have you been telling people? Uh, the week afterwards, which apparently is Grotzkon. That would be Grotzkon. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing nobody listens to you anyway. <laughs> well, except for all the Malfo guys that are signing up. <laughs> so yeah, you should maybe Band. correct them then but on that. So you should probably I'll, sign up for forty k. Uh, I know the Great White North gaming guys are really pushing that. There's a lot of people going. Yeah, forty k right now at the time of this recording is seventy five percent sold out. So I have twenty three out of twenty or out of thirty players. If I need to make room, I can try to squeeze some other room in. So, uh, however, War Machine already is twenty five percent sold out that day, and Dystopian, we need some more players for her <laughs> on Saturday. Sunday is still relatively right wide open uh, events, though that you should sign up for quickly. Um, X Wing is eighty percent sold out. I sign me up. I. Yeah? Yep. All right. You gotta buy some okay. ships, son. IG2000, buy one more, I'm done. Fuck it. True. I'll just lend you one if you need okay, to really Good. badly. Finished. Because you owe me money. Look, I have an army. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he owes you money, so you lend him models? Yes. Wow. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do that in... Well, he'll... Can borrow I borrow some stuff, Ward? <laughs> it depends on how much money yep. you're gonna get. That's my rule. <laughs> yeah. I do. Uh, all right. right, so okay, all right, so Onslaught or Onslaught now has X Wing at ninety percent sold out, 
But I can make some more room in that system if I need to. Ooh, the math of that shows that there are 10 spots. <laughs> <laughs> but I will make more room because uh, I am ordering some more mats for it. When are you Aren't not you ordering more mats? <laughs> oh. uh, can you buy some infinity mats for me too just while you're ordering mats? Infinity mats are 4x4. Four four. I have like 16 of those. We're good. Don't worry. So, infinity players, you need to sign up and. Uh, if I finish up my infinity stuff, Ma- Malifaux is also filling up actually at a It is, in fact, amount. 40% sold out. It is 40% sold out currently, and again, I can make more. Are there room. 10 spots? Sure are. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the new games that I introduced are only like 10 spots yeah. uh, big, just to kind of see, but I mean, I can play yeah. with, some, with some room on the Sunday for sure, so that's not too bad. Uh, the Saturday. Looks like it's going to be a full house, regardless of what. And happens. you know what? Sign up now, anyways, because there's a good chance that uh, some systems will overlap into others, potentially getting closer to the date. The the ma- so the, the earlier ma- you sign up, the better. Absolutely, because the magic number is three weeks. I found with running tournaments, um, and that's when most people have finally made the make it or break it decision on on attending, sort of thing. So, but. Pretty much all the systems are gonna have brand new mats, so that'll be very exciting. Fat mats. Fat mats are gonna be on Infinity, uh, War, Machine. War Machine, and 40k and Fantasy tables. Ooh, 40k tables, finally, good. So hey. there'll be fat mats on that. No more we'll grass mats, motherfucker. Deep cuts for Malifaux. Deep cut will be supplying new Malifaux tables. Woo! Nice. Yeah, so that'll be pretty awesome, as well as. I am caving and actually buying more 3x3 mats for X-Wing because they are fucking awesome. <laughs> as well as... I don't even fi- want to ask how many you already have. That's a silly uh, question. 79. <laughs> I'm going to just keep buying until that does, tube doesn't take any more rolls of mats. So. Then you're going to get another yeah. tube? Tube doesn't take <laughs> I do have to buy a tube just for like the Malifaux 3 by 3 I still have to get a tube too. And then... And then all the firestorm is also going to get new mats. Oh, yeah. So so why do you want to borrow mine? <laughs> I, I decided that I'm going to cave and just buy mats. Okay, I'm nice. not going to borrow yours anymore. So. Okay. So yeah, lots of good stuff uh, for onslaught. Sign up today. Other than that, the weekend after onslaught is Grotzcon. Grotzcon and lots of war machine. I know that they're also doing infinity now. Uh, they're going to do yep. a small infinity event. Forty k is that still happening? Yes. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. And then the second... I think they're also a member of the ITC, maybe, I think. Uh, so no. Not, Crosscon? I don't think so yet. I don't I know think if they they're applied. Applying. I thought they applied to it. I haven't heard anything well, official from them yet. Fuck, it should take them three seconds. You go, hey, I want to be part of the ITC, and they go, okay, cool. <laughs> well, 24 <laughs> hours till you get the email, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, moral of that story is Grotzcon. Go, it'll be fun. Uh, the second weekend of May, I can't remember the exact date, is very likely going to be the next Malifaux tournament at All-Star. First weekend of May before that, however, is going to be May Day. So they're going to do a War Machine tournament, I know, there. Yes. For May Day. And lots of game systems. If, you, if you're interested in board games, May Day is the place to go. They, they also do historicals. Lots of historical. Lots of those guys. Uh, demo games, they, they play them like every first and third Tuesdays of every month, I believe. So, which kind of sucks because we podcast and can't make it, and Steve is really creepy right now. <laughs> uh, I think he's eating Dan's laptop. Yeah, could possibly. Eating is a loose term right now for <laughs> what he's doing. So. It involves his mouth. 
It does. Earmuffs. It does. <laughs> Earmuffs. Uh, but scary. you said the sec the second week you're gonna do of May is yeah. is another It'll be a Malifaux tournament. Nice. There you go. Malifox. Yeah. Maybe if I keep on this painting trend, I will be able to bring my <laughs> yeah. kin. Because I have a kin box now. That'd be great, because then I won't be the only Gremlin player. Mm-hmm. You know what's fun? I almost bought Malifaux because you play it, and then I saw Infinity. They <laughs> 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 had a whole bunch there, Ed. I do like how the, the fact that we're both going to be playing like the same army and the same color scheme. Oh, yeah, Infinity. we're just Mass Effect. Mass no Effect Infinity. <laughs> oh, shit, That's what I would have been painting. Infinity. Yeah. Okay. Massive. If you start painting Wolfster okay. Green, right. no, 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 friends. I'm gonna wrap this up because I don't think there's anything else meaningful we can say. Mass Effect Infinity. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> so this has been another slightly ramblier episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I enjoyed this episode. I this this is my favorite episode right now. Because for you us. painted something. That's the only reason. <laughs> no, this has been a lot of fun for us. Yes. I hope it's as enjoyable for you guys to listen to as it was for us to record. I doubt it though. Anyways, I'm Tom I'm Dan I'm Steve I'm Ward I'm Mike And paint your fucking models, guys